0: One, two, this is Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Tap Room You're listening to The Joint by Chris Hitchcock On the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast The only
1: joint my mama burned Was on the rural route. She parked in old man Tater's woods So she wouldn't be found out Turned off her dome light Snuck off by herself Crashed down beneath that window Fired it up gave it hell That hangout my daddy used to hang around We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down Just like that, the taps and stools and tables got turned To the only joint my mama ever burned Oh, get sassy and bluegrass, but come on Just boys. We're just boys we like, beer. we like beer If you think that that sounds hazy Then Lord, we'll make it clear We like Blondell's, IPAs, Cider Stouts To the USA We're just boys We like beer We're just boys We like beer, like beer. Like beer. stay Beer Boys
0: Hey, this is Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Tapper and Billiards, and you're listening to the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast.
2: Welcome in to the latest and greatest episode of the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. Thank you, as always, to our man behind the mic, Chris Hitchcock, for our theme song. We're sitting in here in a wonderful little town called Fort Mill. There's a big craft beer presence up in this upper palmetto region as the south carolina brewers guild likes to don it and we're sitting here at replay brewing company with the head brewer behind replay logan and the tap room manager ryan as always my co-hosts you can find wayne the sage on youtube by searching wayne's beer delivery follow him on instagram and twitter at wayne's beer delivery you can follow stephen the mayor at southern bling beer reviews on instagram and tiktok and myself producer and humble correspondent chase you can search me on youtube nutmeg to palmetto one word and follow me on tiktok and instagram at nutmeg to palmetto so let's get to the men of the hour for this particular episode how are you gentlemen doing and what brought you into being part of the replay brand
3: well, it's Ryan, the town brew manager. Um, I've been in the craft beer industry for about seven years now. Uh, I moved out of Charlotte about four years ago. I was working for Protagonist Brewing up in Lower South End. Um, and I met the owners when 1873 opened up and they, I guess, for some reason fell in love with me. And they pushed me away from Stagnus Run out here. They gave me an incredible opportunity. I mean, this is right in my alley. It's football machines and games, so I'm a big nerd. So I just worked out really well. I love beer and I love nerdy stuff, so this is just a perfect fit. Yeah. What up, what up? This is A.B. Carter, the replay. Um I was, uh, I've been from Kansas, Midwest, boy my whole life. And uh been brewing for about 10 years now. got a biology degree from KU. So been around there for a while. And was kind of looking for a change, but loved my old job. But uh, kind of just saw this job posting on online, so I thought, hey, whatever, free vacation, right? Meet <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I my girlfriend out. We'll go. We'll go hang out. Uh, but I ended up uh, meeting the owners, JT and Leah. And they were awesome. Uh, met Ryan. Just everything about it, just honestly, just made me want to move here. Charlotte was. They showed me for three days around Charlotte, and I had to come back. So um, yeah, so then it brought me here, and <laughs> now we're. Uh, making a cooler brand, definitely different vibes than a lot of the other brands around us. But again, I don't know, I think uh, there's tons of beer to be had in
2: Port Mill, and I think we're helping to do that as well, but hell yeah. Before we get into some formal questioning, is there anything you could tell us about what it took Lee and JT to start this brand?
3: Um, Sure, yeah. Um, They were home brewers for a long time, Um, so, and they've been involved in the Charlotte beer scene for basically as long as I've here, which is about 15 years. Uh, JT is a huge pinball head, so I think the ideas kind of come into each other with them being in the craft beer and them being the pinball stuff. And, um, I know from a financial side, the silent owner kind of came to do some money, and basically asked, hey, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to do something? They said, we want to open a brewery, you know, like a pinball arcade brewery. And uh, that's, that's pretty much what happened. They, they started putting ideas together, and obviously like anywhere, there's a lot of like legal process, forms, coding and all that good to go through, so it was probably like a two-year process before they were actually in the build, before we were actually in the building at all. Um, but then also through it all, like hiring myself and hiring Logan, bringing the staff, and just hired, kind of worked out. We've been brushing for over a year now. It's a great. One. Well, thanks for having us here today.
4: I know Steven and Chase are excited to be here and doing an the interview. They've been here before. <laughs> this is my first time here in my first exposure replay. So, as you were talking about the pinball at first glance, you see the archery, the 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 line, here, so, I'm going to talk a little bit about it Can uh, you tell me a, bit, a little bit more about the exact thing and the ambiance for people like me haven't been here before. you know, we've got the garage bay doors, which usually is like a, a Greenberg
3: garage, but this is a relatively well, new shopping center here. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, people come in here all the time. They're like, "This place, is just like, I love your vibe. This place is looks, looks so awesome." And I think a lot of people in that are into craft beer are people that are between the ages of 30 and 50 at this point. And those are people who grew up in the 80s and 90s, right? So this 80s, 90s and nostalgia is like straight up exactly what the craft beer industry people want to go to. We have an N64 in the corner, we have a bunch of restaurant arcade games, and people, it reminds me of the trial. I mean, who doesn't love nostalgia? I mean, it's, I think, like, when you walk in, especially the first time, you kind of get that kick of nostalgia immediately, then once you're here, you drink the incredible craft beer that we have on tap, and right? it's just like a perfect, a perfect blend of, like, what you're into now and what you were into when you were here, and I feel like that's really what draws people in, and I think that's really why people really the the vibe in the environment.
2: And in addition to that, I know the first time I was here, I sat down at the bar, and the little planter box in front of me is made of a bunch of VHS tapes. Oh yeah. And one of them was my one of my favorite examples of '90 Americana film and Independence Day. Oh. So, what are some little random tidbits that are found around the tap room to call back to this kind of nostalgic time of yesteryear? Yeah. So. Um... Honestly, these VHS tapes and the cassette tapes were actually Leah's
3: um, back when she was young growing up. And uh, she had a bunch of family with some extra ones as well, and they're like, how do we upcycle these? What do we do with these? So, yeah. The planners are honestly one of the biggest hits. Um, we have some employees as well that plant some planners, um, take care of our plants around here. We have a ton of random toys that people bring in, put on top of the bar above the bar. So if anyone listening wants to bring in a tiny little nostalgic, tiny toy. Uh, we'll display it for you for sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just kind of a small little tip and stuff like that. We have a uh, local artist painted our, above our cooler and pretty much a Donkey Kong, yes. like level. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff, we always try to throw in just kickbacks to the 90s nostalgia because honestly, some of the best times you remember when you were growing up was those times, so if you can just remember that. It also associates with the beer when you drink it, so then... No, a happy memory also includes a happy personification of yeah. the as well. So that's kind of important. I'd say uh, we have our bar looks like Pac-Man, So it's like Batman kind of going across and leading the ghosts. But underneath, in between those spots, there's like little glass panels or clear panels where you can see through. Uh, we have an old Duck kind Hunt of light on under there. My old Pokemon Edition Game Boy Color is on the bar right now. My siblings used to fight over yeah. Me and my siblings used to fight over there's a lot of just, like, random, just random stuff like that. We, you know, it's a like game Boy color that I had not played in 15 years and it's had sitting around. I was like, sure, I'll bring it in. It's, it's awesome. Like, I've had people offer to buy it from me, and I'm like, no, no, no. This is like a family heirloom.
2: There's no way I'm getting rid of this thing at all. <laughs> You're never going to find another model like that. <laughs>
5: yeah, no, no. <laughs> all right, so... fellows have talked about... The Omniots in the room and everything else Awesome little setup. Every time I come in, and I haven't been in here a, a whole lot, maybe a handful of times because of where we live, but I always see something different than I didn't pay attention to before. I paid attention to the bar, but I didn't realize that it was Pac-Man chasing the ghost. Yeah. Until you just looked at it or told us about it. Yeah. So let's talk about um, Y'all's guest. As far as today, you've got the Audi group. Yep. Do y'all hold special events here often? Do y'all do trivia nights? Do y'all do special events at all? Uh, yeah. Like most other places, we do like
3: the the music bingo and the trivia. Uh, we have a run club coming on Tuesday nights. Uh, once a month we do a vinyl night. And once a month we do a theme trivia. So this month I think was Disney, and last month was so uh, yeah Seinfeld. Nice. Um but outside of that, I mean it's really just like we're pretty much open to anyone coming in. This Audi group reached out to us probably two or three months ago about coming in today. And we're like, sure, we'll look it up early for you. I mean, why not? I mean, the owners, they're into beer and they're into retro stuff, they're also really into cars. So when I told them about this Audi thing, they're like, Oh yeah. We well that's more that. that's more money, that's more exposure. Exactly. Yeah, more money and more exposure for us for sure. And like who knows? Like these are these like these are the people. I mean, I'm looking around now, there's probably at least thirty people in here right now. At, at a time we normally wouldn't be open, so awesome. And a lot of people probably have never been here before, and now they might come back. And that, you know, that, that helps a ton. I mean, opening yourself up to the opportunity to bring people in that may not come in otherwise is huge for a business. No matter where you are. Um, but I would say mostly most of our clientele is a lot of, like I said, the like 30s and 40s. That's a lot of what like, 4 mill is a lot of young families. Um, and we're, I know we're doing a calligraphy class coming up. And really, we kind of just put a lot of ideas together, and you know, whatever we all kind of land on, we, we'll try it out. And you try it out, if it doesn't work, you don't do it again. If it works great, you keep doing it. You know, that's, that's kind of how, how
2: those things work. Yeah. Does our resident car guy have a follow up for that?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big secret that car guys
5: like beer. <laughs>
4: you, <know>, you think? <laughs>
5: Home mechanic
4: and service you know, uh, Many, many events I've been to over the years with uh, the car clubs I've been involved with. Uh, there was a few beer shares, absolutely. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not on the craft beer side because that's over 10 years
1: ago. But uh, yeah,
4: I, uh, it's like uh, peanut butter and jelly, Cars some beer.
2: And don't and drink hand. and drive, that's all. <laughs> Now we can sit here and talk about nerd, dumb, and cars and all the quirky stuff all day long for hours on end. But at the end of the day, we are a beer show, and you are a brewery. Yeah. So let's transition to let's transition into that, and let's talk about the inspiration that goes into your beers, both from the styles you brew and the names of them. Because anyone that looks at the tap list will see a lot of these nostalgic nerd references in the names of the beers. So what goes into making the beer, naming the beer, everything from inception to tap, as far as keeping it in line with this brand. Yeah, um, so most of the
3: time we start out, we'll brew a beer without the name in mind. Uh, sometimes though, we will actually come up with the name first, and uh, when we come up with the name first, then it kind of helps decide what the beer is going to be. <laughs> uh, but. Again, uh, so we'll brew the beer. Um, usually, well, in, uh our first year, we kind of figured out what styles would sound, and that was kind of a way. Four Mill, the area is different from downtown. Four Mill, in a way, it's just different crowd. So we were like, what's else here? So we found out lagers are huge. Um, KZ's in the as well, but lagers are king. So uh, luckily, that's fun, because those are the most commercial beers we can get. Uh, but, so we'll kind of brew this beer they don't have kind of an idea of what hops are in it, kind of what style it's going to be, and then we'll kind of sit there and brainstorm. And the embarrassing part is it's, sometimes it takes uh, hours to come up with a name, because it's, it's you know, it's going to be perfect, <laughs> it's kind of, well, you know, you can't be too long. I know, like, burial has, like, you know, paragraph names, but, um, you know, you want it to be something, maybe alliteration or something that someone can say without being embarrassed about saying it at all. Which is super important honestly. I've had really good beers on tap at other breweries, but the name is confusing and people will not order it because it's a confusing name. So, but the nostalgia thing, I would say at first line I'm kind of creating an idea or a kind of a starting point and then my assistant supporting Jason or um JT, our owner, we kind of sit there and brainstorm and then Ryan if we're really reaching out. Uh, we'll ask employees as well because uh, you know everyone's a, we're kind of a team here. So you know, pitch pitching ideas sometimes just randomly that ideas or things they have already, and <laughs> Honestly, what you're doing usually is you come up, you drink a lot of beers, and then you uh, write them all down so you don't forget. I've definitely thought of some good names and forgot because I got too you drunk. Know, and uh, it happens more times <laughs> than you think. But, so you gotta write stuff down. That's important. So, uh, but yeah, no. The names like you get dark Duck like we had. I remember you, uh, we had done that. I see this on your um, bubble shooter. You know, you're we thinking about that game, old game Kube bubble
5: shooter. Um, I still game. play that on Nintendo. Yeah, it's
3: that <laughs> <not> retro <laughs> Nintendo. Um, yeah. I bought
5: one of those in 2015, and it's, it's on there. Yeah, so we have so many names already. I'm
3: worried in like 10 years when we're crushing it still and everything, uh, we're going to run out of probably some ideas. So hopefully we're popular for that. <laughs> That's the that's the one fun thing. Again, it keeps everything interesting. Again, just thinking of video games, playing video games for inspiration is always a good time. You take around that, so I think that's cool. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I, I I feel like every beer that we have on tap, at, at some point had like three or four names, and we had to narrow it down to just one. And we can kind of like take those names, did use them as a user beer. Um, but there's definitely there's a lot of ideas that can thrown around. Uh, we try to just come to consensus where it's like, alright, what's everybody happy with?
2: One, what's the easiest to say? Because we definitely have some beer names for people that maybe it's like they can't pronounce it. And I'm like, what? What, what? what do you want? What's a Keller beer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, that's Yeah, and that, like Steven's only two years older than me, so Darkwing duck sure sure enough a uh near and dear to his heart as it was to mine. And of course being a hazy We've gotten Wayne to come a little bit farther on the Hazies, but he and I, Stephen and I, are the hazy fans, so. <laughs> and of course, Bubble Shooter is something like, before everyone started playing games on these cell phones, that was something you could literally play on the desktop. Like, oh, yeah, you know, when I first started working in an office, and it was, times were slow, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll play Bubble Shooter. <laughs> I had a Space
3: Cadet. Do you remember Space Cadet, the pinball machine on the computer? Oh, yeah. That was, oh, yeah. That was that classic.
5: <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Oregon Trail? Oh, God. <laughs> of we course. Need to, we need to be your name for that. Yeah, you died of <laughs> <semester>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was born in 1983. And so when I was in elementary school, that was one of the highlights of the week. We got to go once a week to play Oregon Trail in the library. And so, because I was in... Uh, a little bit of a special class. Yeah. I wasn't in the normal class. <laughs> I, I, I'm normal a little bit now, but but anyway, so yeah, but there's breweries that that do all kinds of Oregon Trail glasses and they'll do like you have died
3: and dysentery. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, dysentery sounds like a great name for a barley wine, I think
5: it does. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Uh that's safe for boys could uh beer get your, your brain thinking. That's a collab right there. We'll do it in, <laughs> hey, it's in let's, the books. Let's do it. Okay. Let's <laughs> do <happen>. it. <laughs> Alright, so we talk beer, we talk on we talked all this stuff, cars. I see all these restaurants that are around you. Yeah. Man. I've been able to try some of the restaurants. Is there any chance that y'all will eventually have a little pop-up kitchen or is it just looking at food trucks or just allowing the restaurants around you to have the food and your customers can bring it in and enjoy a beer and not have to worry about the food wise? because i do know talking to other uh, places that do food and beer it's, it's a lot to handle
3: We do have a small kitchen. I mean, it's like a small oven in the back. We need chicken nuggets, uh, pretzels, uh, mozzarella. It's kind of like bar snacks. We don't have a full kitchen. Um, but uh, we do encourage people to bring in food outside, which we're allowed to do. We have a relationship with a restaurant across the street. We'll talk a little about the restaurant's outside place. Uh, they will deliver the food straight to your table. You, you know, we're in here, and they'll take it straight to you. We have table lovers um, on each table, so we'll literally walk into your table. Yeah. So it's like, a, Almost like table service, you still have to order You still have to order from your phone or call them or whatever. They'll take it straight to you, which is awesome. Or you can bring it uh, from Panera or Napa or anywhere, anywhere. You can bring it you want. Uh, that's all fun. Um, and we have done pop-up events. We did a burger pop-up event right two or three months ago. Super successful. Was super successful. We sold so many burgers all day. Um, as far as food trucks goes, just because Kingsley and the street here is so tight, we can't do food trucks in Kingsley. And it, it's in it compete with the other restaurants that like, Take business away. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. just basically one of those standard questions that I put in there, or that he puts in there for me because I'm a food guy. I'm oh, a beer yeah. guy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, yeah. And I have worked in places like I worked at Victory Brewing not in and man, that's a full kitchen. I've worked yeah. in places I, I can see how I know how like running a full kitchen the is really tough. Uh, it definitely helps them, and he beer you drink more beer so you spend more money. Um, there's also a lot of overhead costs there. Um, and I think the way that we encourage people to bring food from the outside get snacks here that you can here without having a lot of those overhead costs and issues dealing with location the staff. There's a lot of staff turned over and back the house restaurants, so that's another issue. Um, I think I think the way to do it here is really great and we talk about bring the food office a lot and possible things. Uh, but I think generally people are pretty happy with it.
2: Let's go off script for a quick second, a little idea just populated in my mind, we'll go around the table, I'll go first to give you guys a minute to think of your option, but let's think of some random retro thing from our childhood that these gentlemen could associate to a beer style and subsequently the name of that beer, and hopefully what we pick is something... One if not both of you is familiar enough to come up with some a creative name to go with it as well So I'm gonna start off when I was growing up. My favorite cartoon was gargoyles oh,
6: okay.
2: So that's, that's the 90s. first Yep, that that's the first option Give me a beer for gargoyles and give me a name for the beer oh.
3: <laughs> uh, Man in front of be let's see like uh... I don't know. I'd probably go something maybe like a maybe a sour of some sort, and I might call it like star or something. Use like star fruit and like passion fruit and some kind of like tropical vibe. But if I was going this traditional, maybe like a it's such a dark show, but it's light. But maybe like something like maybe like a porter. Maybe call it. I don't want to say stone because that's it. But maybe like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. Usually I got to of I got think about a I got, I got. Yeah, yeah, but you want to go with it, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just keep me your gargoyle. You say gargoyle goza, like, you keep stop test on it being like a dark show. You do dark fruit. Yeah. You make like a blackberry goza and
5: call it gargoyle goza.
3: it a really nice dark color. It, would have, it might be like a softness of the goza. And the a blackberry really tough color.
5: a little bit tart. Um, oh, that's just another thought of do a heavy stout and call it live concrete. <laughs> yeah. It's probably cheesy, but they were concrete statues, <laughs> yes. and the nighttime came and they turned live, or they turned alive and became uh, made-up characters. But and a dark stout beer. What's what? What's your retro option? Yeah have that no, brain. Com- stuff. I completely forgot about that part. <laughs> I just had this live concrete and I'm like, I gotta go with it before I forget it because You're not the brewer! Yeah, but my expansion, my my expansion, my you know my level is right now. <laughs> Alright, so I would have to say um, I was gonna say darkwing duck, but we've already talked about that. So I'm gonna say he-man. He man. Masters of the Universe. Hey man, what are you thinking? Hey man, Hellas, dude. Hey man,
3: Hellas? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what was his tiger's name? Or, uh. Oh. The green Tiger? Yeah. Save something? And then who was the bad guy again? It was, uh, what's his name? Um, Skeletor. Skeletor, yeah, you gotta go Skeletor, Skeletor, I feel like. Skeletor is hilarious in those memes he's with, too, so he's double retro. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, weird. oh man. Cat. <laughs> I remember Skeletor, skeletor. Right here. <laughs> Yeah, man,
5: uh, that could be collaboration number two. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Skeletor.
3: skeleton. Bado 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 cat. Cat. I don't know. I That's tough. So, I try to think of like some alliteration, but like. Got, like sour Saison. I think uh Saison bone dry. Yeah. Bone dry. At, at bone dry Yeah, skeletor Saison or, or Skelet Saisator Cez- 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 or something like that. You know <laughs> that would be fun. We yeah, got it's gotta be bone dry for sure. Yeah. Be fun, Especially because yeah. yeah, just and you gotta use the meme as the picture where he tells you know where he tells you something <laughs> that runs away. That's, that's like, Yeah that people don't order it like skeletor Yeah it's gotta, gotta yeah, we, can't give, it. we can't give it to them. But yeah the is good for easy sure. <laughs> well, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
7: so yeah, I'm, I've been thinking yeah, about yeah, this since cute. Chase posed well, well, the question, well,
4: and well, I was was am your
7: first was your resident well,
4: geneticist, so, yeah, so, yeah, I, I basically grew up out. in the 70s, yeah, or I was a like, in the like, 80s, so like, I could go all over the place, but from, from my childhood, one thing that stood out, like... We already about cars. Cars were a big part of my uh, childhood because my dad was a mechanic. His buddies raised cars. But there was one larger than life figure that was a stuntman. Evil Knievel. Oh, okay, right. yeah. Matter of fact, even that retro toy where you have the Evil Knievel on the motorcycle and you wind it up and it takes off. I actually had one of those when I was a kid. Oh, man, I wish I still had it. So, I'm going to go with Evil Knievel. So, what kind of what kind of style. Keep in mind that's uh mid to late seventies, early to mid eighties. Uh I'm thinking once you try to jump to the Grand Canyon or Rocket bike or something like yeah. that. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna challenge you a little bit there. I don't know. Yeah I
3: got a I got one um because 'cause you'd always jump through fire and stuff, right? Um, distances, but if, I don't know, you could go with some sort of, like, I think Knievel-Cole or something like that, but it's like yeah, a smoke-smoke walsh, smoke cool. yeah, I yeah, yeah, think that's that's well. that yeah. could be fun, uh, maybe a touch of, I'm trying to think of what else he was always wearing red, light and blue uh, you know, when you could you could do, uh, you know, two different variants, of it, one maybe a smoke with some kind of crude, blue and then red as well, and then put them together in you know, a whole band or something but I don't know, uh, Knievel-Cole- sh- Pretty, but that, that was, thats where my mind went to. It's actually even closer. Yeah, style. I like that. Yeah, like, alliteration is always an easy one. You know, yeah, it's easy to say. but I think smoke too, just because that guy was always jumping through everything on fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so there's
5: I beer like, number yeah. three. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> you guys have, it is, what style would you have for that? I don't
2: know. Any that would right? sound pretty
3: good.
5: Uh, yeah. the, only, the
2: only thing I would think of would be just trying to think of another beer with a K name. Yeah. So the, yeah. the only other one that pops to my head is Keller Beer. Yeah. yeah,
3: and you could also go like a Coit, which is like a you know, traditional, like a Dutch, you know, kind of style of beer over there. Yeah. And it's modest bait anymore, but yeah, I'm trying to think uh, Keller Beer would be fun though. I think uh, Keller Knievel Kolsch. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I like that one. I mean, well,
5: since, since Robbie just passed away this year, bad memory
3: yeah,
5: actually, yeah. hi folks
2: i mean we we posed the challenge to them and they came up with a helis and a coles so we know wayne's happy
7: yeah,
4: I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> yeah actually what i was thinking of for the medieval beer was like a like a lager because it's american
5: beer but uh coles is like my top three favorite style so he sold it <laughs> All right, folks. Well, fellas, I think it's time to take a break, go grab another beer, get ready, and uh, don't go away. Don't turn that radio off. Keep listening as we come back and talk to the fellas and replay and see what else they have to bring up.
0: This is Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Tap Room, and you're listening to Chris Hitchcock Rocking It. On, on the Upsink Beer Boys podcast.
1: Well, it's been two months since I drank a little too much. Said the wrong thing, so she packed up for stuff. Moved down the to Mississippi, told her friends she never loved me. Said I was another muddle, long haired hillbilly. I'm sitting here drowning in a cold beer. I won't tell her you saw me.
4: All right, welcome back in to the Voice podcast.
3: Whew.
4: That break was much needed. Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait. <laughs> oh, hold on, it's our show, man. <laughs> oh, no, we got we got a challenge for you guys. We're going to tell you our nostalgic memories when we were kids. You have to go with three or All right, so mine's going to be Animaniacs. So I used to wake up every Saturday morning, press it, used to watch that on WBTV.
4: that's that? I know oh, Animaniacs. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We are the Animaniacs. <laughs> we're zany to the
2: max. Oh. Let's see. We got sure. Pinky and right, go the, on the this Brain on, on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pinky the Brain. Oh, my God. Pinky the Brain were the Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Damn it. He took mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Animaniacs
4: were zany and crazy, and they did a bunch of different things. So I'm thinking a fruited sour... But I can't think of the name.
3: Except for, for the Animaniacs. There was a ton of stuff on there, and you, you got Pinky and the Brain. What no else was on there? WB. The Tiny Toon Adventures. I think, yeah, I think Gargoyles was on WB as well. I think it was
2: too. Yeah. It was on WB. Uh, no. uh, but it was not part of Animaniacs. Yeah,
3: yeah Pinky and the Brain was part of Animaniacs. I think I may have stuffed him. <laughs> Welcome to the beer
2: live. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hold on. Alright. I'll, I'll 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 get I'll get the creative juices flowing. Yeah, let's do I'm it. gonna go with uh, Oh wait. No, I had his name wrong. Ooh, I had his name wrong. I was thinking Wackazoid, but his name was Freakazoid. Freakazoid.
6: Um, that was a different show on WB. Yeah. But he started on the Animaniacs. He did. that
2: was a great show. Um uh,
3: you could go Pokemon. Pokemon was on WB.
2: Freakazoid.
3: Oh, yeah. That's weird. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be something with a lot of different parts. And yeah. <laughs> so, I'm imagining like a barrel age. I'm imagining like a barrel-aged style with like different barrels blended in with like pieces on the barrel, you know, like...
2: Well, for so me, a it barrel-aged stout with a lot of things going down it would just be um, Yakutat and Don. Oh yeah. Just, uh maybe and yams, <laughs> maybe like yams,
7: uh,
2: wild berries, and donuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So heavily pretty sour, maybe like a smoothie seltzer, and
4: we'll call it Fabu. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that was uh, one of wacko's sayings here. According to Google, I had to... Yeah, well, I, I'm the old people.
5: guy. I had to pull up Google. Yeah, you didn't grow up in the 80s. No, Sorry. but I watched a bunch of <laughs> animaniacs with my daughter and her friends, so uh, uh, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stumped. <laughs> <laughs> or
2: the uh, 50 states and their capitals. Oh, be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 50, uh, 50 computers. Pilsner malts, 50 huh? Pilsner <laughs> malts in their hot bases. <laughs> what did you do again? What What, Freakazoid? A
4: freakazoid. So, so,
6: Steven, here I'm gonna help you out a little bit.
5: Pinky in the brain reference, beer style name. Pinky in the brain. Beer style name? I would say it had to be uh, world, domina- world domination. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. oh, yeah, because that was uh, a theme. <laughs> That's what they wanted to do. Well, one wanted to do it, and the other one was just alone for the ride. So,
3: what so, I think world uh, domination wheat or Weiss beer, and yeah. it's got pink guava in it, because Pinky in the brain. Like, exactly. I think that'd be a fun one to do. That was
2: think. a different way I was going. I was thinking Pinky in the brain, like you have one beer, which is the brain, that's the world oh, domination yeah. stout, and then Pinky is a shot of something to chase it with. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there you
3: go. I'm trying to think
2: what kind of shot would you
3: be doing with this you think? Just a shot of beer, some kind of a... Maybe it's like a side, like a... Maybe it's like a Brilliant um, yeah. advice. Where the pink is the pink guava shot on the side, but it's yeah, world domination. Whatever the base is, so. I like that. You know,
2: something, that, something yeah. thick like an imperial stout, yeah, like and rose, then yeah. the, the pink guava chaser like cuts it. Yeah,
3: exactly. Like a car bomb. Yeah. You can do those pinky. rose. car bomb. Yeah, pink Whitney. Well,
2: <laughs> 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 does that suffice the Animaniacs?
3: Okay. <laughs> I, I guess that's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: all right, I got one. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I guess I don't know if you guys watch the show. But what about Hey Arnold. Did you even watch Hey Arnold? Oh. So we got Football Head. Hey, head. Yeah. Um, you know his room was really cool. His parents were missing. He went to the tropical forest. Um, we could also do Angry Beavers if you're more into that one as well. Wild Thornberrys. Wild oh, yeah. Thornberrys. Those are all. Like, the I, I got mine. I got mine. as well. Yeah. What you got?
5: Blondale and call it Blonde Love because that oh, little blondie girl, Helga, Helga, she guy. loved Arnold and Arnold yes. tried to get away from her. Oh, yes. right. <laughs> blonde ale Blonde Love.
2: I would say, love
5: is blonde. Hey, yeah, I would say, <laughs> I, that
2: I would say, Hey oh, Amber wow. and have yeah. beer red IPA. Oh, that's oh, good. Actually.
3: I like that. Uh, all
4: right, for the traditional beer guy here, I'm going to go really wild. Um, <laughs> how about a Berliner
2: voice with beets because that is for Doug <laughs> for Doug <Yeah. laughs> oh yeah. yeah I like that
3: I can, like that. That's a good one right there. And you can call it, uh, We Got the Beats. We Got yeah. the Beats. We, I've uh, had a Beats hour before. They're yeah. excellent. <laughs> They're very good. I like the Beats. That is a good one.
2: And I'll give you one extra for in honor of Stoop Kid. We'll call it Stout Kid. Oh, stout, stout, stout Kid. kid. Stout <laughs> Kid I'm afraid to Stout. Yeah. <laughs>
6: so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go video game route for this one personally um, especially growing up like massive massive so yeah i'm um, a ma- big video game person and especially growing up nothing was better than tony hawks Pro Skater.
5: skater
7: so hit me yeah, with I that one
5: tony tony hawk oh well, we are already- Say- we took all kind of
3: risks. We actually do have a collaboration beer coming out in the next couple weeks called Tony Fox. It's a Tony Box. <laughs> That's the kicker. You can't use that one.
7: <laughs>
5: Kickstart my heart. Oh, oh, man. you're going. You're is going. That, Rick is Rick that a little Molly more Motley Crew?
3: No. You have
5: to kick the, the skateboard so kick, up, yep. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> do a kickflip. Yeah, I'm, and then it gets your heart a little pounding because you're like, "Oh crap, did I did I land it right?" You know. <laughs> you know just, yeah. Yeah, and I just uh, work. and a half a bison Yeah, it's oh big star. My heart.
2: I am gonna go with Tony Hellas, pro style, pro <laughs> traditional style. Pro pro Tony Hellas, pro pro style. <laughs>
3: That's
6: funny. Yeah, kick some. Uh... See, I have one in mind. I'm waiting to see if somebody comes up with it. We're gonna
4: go with a triple IPA. We we'll call it 900. 900 triple.
6: <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. And what kind of IPA? Triple. Well, no, but is it What, what is it? Hazy? Is it West Coast? West Coast.
3: There you go. I'm gonna mix it up a little bit and talk about one of the other guys on the cave, Bob Burnquist. I know we already talked about Bach, but I think a Burnquist Bach would be good and you make it a smoke box I
2: was gonna say that would be the Bach to me. <laughs> Now, you may have recognized Ryan's voice, you may have recognized Logan's voice, but there was a third voice in there that you may not be familiar with. So, Stephen, why don't you introduce our other guests?
5: Well, I'm going to let him introduce himself because he just kind of barged in here <laughs> and uh kind of larger than life so who are you and why are you here
6: um i don't know why i'm here nobody how did i get here yeah how did i get here what is this all about what is the meaning of life so <laughs> no. um, i'm uh, andrew i am the social media manager here at replay um yeah and i'm i'm, I'm obviously here because you're here and we're having a good ass time
7: Woo. Um,
4: <laughs> All right, back to our regular scheduled
7: show. 15 <laughs> no, minutes. No,
4: there is no waste of 15 minutes. But, uh, that, that was fun. All right, so as we know, Brewing beer is a collaborative effort, much like our podcast is a very collaborative effort. So... Um, the first one I had, which we'll talk about later, was that collaboration you had. Uh, looking at your tap list, you've got a couple on there. So, What are some of your best collaborations that
3: you've done, who you've done with, or your favorite ones? think your favorite collaboration is like trying to pick your favorite child, I feel like. <laughs> you know which one it is, but you can't say it out loud. <laughs> Uh, with that said, uh, last summer we did a collab trip. We drove all the way up to Boston we did, what, word collabs uh, on the way? On the way? There and back. So we stopped in Maryland first and did a collab with Cookie Crab. Uh, They're in also Murray, and, uh, near Annapolis, and Maryland. Um, and then we drove all the way to Boston to did a collab with Vitamin C. We there in something nice and cool as I've wanted to bet my entire life. You
4: know,
3: over there, and like, you know, just, you know, uh, the way back down, we stopped at a we very Connecticut, um, we made a, what's uh, doodle sour, uh, Again, awesome people, and then our last stop point, was the Pennsylvania, right? Like, uh, but uh, they were pretty, like, uh, they have a lot of pretty popular bonus. We also our birthdays, uh, kind of great. Oh, so yeah. we were both like we obviously celebrated birthdays and stuff. Um, so yeah, that trip. That trip was very exhausting though, doing four collabs in like seven days it was uh, draining to our livers, not uh, <laughs> our mental state, but our livers um, But Again, yeah, favorite collabs is hard to say. Uh, let's see, our most uh, our most recent one was a. Uh, Really fun, I will say. I'll just mention it, but it's Saloon. Oh! It's saludo, and again, we just got like nominated for the Texas Award, which is really impressive for them. But we just did that on Valentine's Day, uh, so we are excited for that one. We're gonna, we're doing uh, pretty much like a Mexican coffee style uh, style. So uh, it's called a called uh, but it's like a traditional, like it's usually served sort of hot, but it's a cocktail, and uh, but espresso browns, um, and then Liquor 43's is used in it, but it's got, um, like, kind of like, sherry-like, you know, and that's so sort of mimic that filet, I've boiled it for a long time to try to get those flavors going, and, uh, but again, that was our most useful, but again, like Ryan said, it's hard to pick your favorite, like, you do so many, and everyone has their own <laughs> vibes. We just went up to New York for Buffalo a couple months ago, did Thin Man, and, you know, they, let's go Pills, so that's what their beer's known for, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's been a fun time, honestly. We try to do a new club every couple weeks or so. Uh, we got uh, Pink Food Society's coming here uh, in a couple days, and we're doing a pink sea salt, pink uh, coriander uh, uh, sour with a touch of a raspberry in it, uh, so that'll be fun as a brewery from Milwaukee's coming down there in 1840 and 40, we're doing a uh, uh, custard so they do want a custard up there and we're doing a peach custard uh, pretty much uh, sour with a touch of raspberry shit and, uh, so again always to, it's hard to reinvent the wheel sometimes when we try to you know, but it's going to get time for sure.
5: Alright so we're talking a little bit about y'all's collaboration beers. So how do y'all go about making contacts? I know when we go to beer festivals, that's our big way of getting contacts, meeting people, and we set up a podcast interview. So for y'all, do y'all meet people on Instagram? Do you you know people that know people that get you in the collaboration, or do you just call them up and say, hey, I want to do a collaboration? Um, Yeah, so
3: some of it could be reaching out online, but mostly I would say is And one of our strongest abilities is networking. Um, So when we go to a beer fest or something we usually separate and then we all start just talking to people we love. You know, we're all very social, which is a good strength to have. And uh, again, we'll start making connections, getting cards. Um, Again, it's just, we love doing the collabs. It's our name out there. It's their name out there. You know, it's just fun to be creative. And and, and, we'll usually do that. Every kind of fest we do, and we usually get about one or three ideas we can do with someone. And then it just, honestly, it's just reaching out. Breweries are pretty busy, especially bigger breweries, the ones that you want to do too. And it's really just, you know, you got to keep being being on it and making sure they know and they're there. As when you come up with ideas with breweries, it's pretty easy. It's like, you know, you got to think back and forth, like what's your what's your famous beer, what's our famous beers, you know, how can we play off each other? But networking is a Thing about it, a lot of breweries aren't into clubs, so you gotta—you don't want to annoy your or pester someone if they don't want to do it. But uh, you know, it's really just keeping on an it and associate, talking to them again over and over to behavior, so, so. Yeah, it's—I definitely agree with that. Like going to festivals and stuff, you meet a ton of other breweries, especially festivals out of state. A lot of those have a lot of other breweries out of state, and you can a lot of them. Um, and outside of that too, it's like, like Logan at I, we like to bounce around in the breweries they are, and you're not only going to meet the people that work for those breweries, you're going to meet. That are from other breweries and just hanging out there. And I feel like we've done a lot of really good networking that way. We know a lot of people in the beer industry in Charlotte, so she knows massive beer. Not only breweries, but people that are involved in the craft beer industry outside of actually. Shout out to my girlfriend Hoppy Hayes. She's introduced me to to a lot of those things. She introduced me to the owners here. She's part of the reason I work here. Um she knew Dino from vitamin C. She can't help us get much out there. Honestly, it's like, you know, it's the whole it's not what we know, it's, you know to, you And we know people that know people and we know people and that really that's a lot like connected. And I would say like sometimes I wouldn't say you have to pest for people, but sometimes you kinda gotta give like a little elbow nudge, be like, hey, hey. <laughs> Doing that collab, but you gotta got say them so about three, four or five times and they're like, alright, let's let's get something on a calendar and let's do this time. Um so I think being persistent, being friendly, just being able to network well is really important. It's like, you know, getting to know these and it's like we do a collab. What it really is, it's not like this is a business. We're getting people. It. It's like we're friends and we're just chilling and hanging out until we go and there's no, it's not, it's never serious. It's always I mean, that's how beer should be. It's about hanging out and having a good time with everybody else. And it's the same way between brewers and the beer Just beer, sure, having be a good time, I Just in our friend.
5: <laughs> that's like our podcast. Three guys that love beer, and we we'll just go around just having fun with it. Yeah. And that's,
3: I think that's really important. I think it's uh, something to keep in mind. Says beer is beer's not supposed to be serious. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. And that's that's what that's
2: what is all about. And. I'm sure, as Hopkins could tell, as probably told you, there's a long rabbit hole to fall down as far as how deep this craft beer community goes. Yeah. From an online presence too, like yeah, there's just so many people that have spread out over one thing. This tasty swill we're drinking.
7: Yeah.
2: Uh, before I pass the mic to Wayne, I will say I just want to back up what you said about you guys being social. Everyone here. Every time I've walked in the tap room, every time I've gone to a festival where you're also serving. At least one person from your brand has recognized me immediately and known who I am. So that the fact that you're saying we're social people, that sort of thing, and that helps a lot. I just want to say, like, that is a huge testament to that as well. The fact that some random idiot with an Instagram page like me can walk into some place and like, oh, hey, I know you, I Rex? you like, you talk to me like you know me for ten years already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to
4: That's
2: true. I stick out like a sore thumb.
4: You know, beer is definitely fun. Uh, unlike my uh, podcast partners, yeah, uh, I'm still
6: relatively, I
4: guess, new to this scene. Uh, yeah, it's only been a couple years. Yeah, but I mean, I've been I've been drinking beer for longer than y'all been <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so one of the things I look for when I come to a brewery, is I look for I look at the tap list. And I see,
7: um, you know, what they have to offer, and
4: when I see a tap list that's balanced that has a little bit of everything,
7: it well, actually
4: is inviting because I can start you out at my branch out to other things. Live. So okay. sort of, uh, uh, so you can attract all different types of customers, all different backgrounds. You can bring in like uh, your uh, craft beer aficionados. Uh, car club, you know, car guys,
2: yeah, you
4: know, Audi car guys, I'm not familiar with as much, I'm more line with your domestic classic car guys, but, uh, you know, that they, uh,
7: they
4: list of what they like to do as well, so, I like to see, that, you know, I like the fact you guys have a pretty balanced list as far as, like, uh, your hoppy beers and traditional beers and fruity beers, so, um, what would you say is your best selling style of beer considering that you're in
3: the your upper Palmetto yeah. or South know, yeah. Charlotte yeah. area yeah. and uh, where's your favorite styles yeah. to brew? Which yeah. may or may not be the same thing as far as that sells. So, be so. so I won't talk too much about this as lugging as the but I would say as far as, far. as
2: far. like selling beer goes um, in this
3: area. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Are I'm just thinking ahead. Like oh, okay. yeah. they, they like sort of kind of I feel like just direction, they don't want the 9% IPAs anymore as much as they want. It's like, hey, I want a 4.5% longer. And I can take some five out. I'm not yeah. going to do
7: that.
3: Um, but they both yeah. I mean, those are like those the two that are
7: like uh,
3: IPAs and Lighter beers, and then you have to make everything else competitive. Every um, that's super too, a what is that? Yeah, and, uh, definitely loggers sell really well here, which is fun for me because I was trained in a logger house everywhere, So um, loggers are probably my favorite thing to make because that's what brewers usually do. So when you show off and you give a brewer, you're a logger. That's what you want to do, just want them to respect and enjoy it. Versus, you know, they
7: don't. You
3: know, a lot of brewers don't care as much about your 13% base. <laughs> like, they're, they're drinking like five beers a day. If like I'm out of here after work and I have a couple of beers, like I can't drink a lot of those. So I'm usually drinking the lightest option possible. But again, it's lagers are the hardest beer to brew because it shows all your imperfections clearly. So it's like if you make it really well, everyone's going to know that and expect it. But um have brewed uh, other bigger beers to brew. So my favorite beers to brew are. A lot of the time it are sours because uh, that beer style is very easy to get people into that don't like craft beer, that maybe like liquor or like maybe just like beers. And it's like a challenge for me to get someone to, when they're at a beer fest and they're you know, they're with their wife or their husband and they don't like craft beer and they you just get them to try a taste of it and they actually are like, damn, I love this. This is good. That's the push you need to get them to start drinking craft beer. And that's kind of the challenge I like. That's my favorite things to prove is things that I think people that don't like beer will like. And that's the, that's the hardest part again. But light drinkers will at least drink craft beer and try it. Uh, <laughs> the liquor drinkers are the ones that won't even try beer. <laughs> so it, the challenge is trying to get those guys too, because uh, that's just that's the hard part. But it's fun. That's, it's I'm uh, pretty competitive, so when I mean, can get someone to smile after you're a taste for something they would never drink ever. It's kind of an enjoyment thing. For sure. <laughs> All right, so with uh, the Uno plus four card, because you guys didn't have the Uno reverse card on this
5: early.
4: That, 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 so I forgot to mention. Um, so you talk about his favorite beers to sell in Berlin. Who, behind the scenes, what's your favorite beer
3: to carry? Well, I will say, and this has something to do with nostalgia. My favorite beer of all time, Sunny Sunshine, from the Spanish is the, Sunshine, the, yeah. it's the first beer I ever had a draft on draft in Berlin like right, 10 years ago now. Uh, it was incredible. And it continues to be an incredible beer. And what I always say is it's not the best beer I've ever had, but it will always be my beer. It's definitely popular with some of the best beers I've ever had. Um, when it comes to style I normally drink, I love like, a good beer. If there's a dark lager on anywhere that I go, that is one percent the I It's just, it's crushable. It's got a lot of flavor it's roasty. I put a of the dust, a little bit of coffee. Yeah. Um, and then generally outside of that, I, I typically stick to lagers. I mean, it's, I, I, I was on the ace craze. IPAs are great, to be honest. But if I'm out, I'm probably having a few. So I'm probably going to put down a couple of good lagers. So if I'm at home, I might crack up in a good easy IPA. If I'm at Treehouse Brewing Company in Massachusetts, obviously, I'm going to get some Treehouse and crush that. Um, but I feel like I've become such a, like, a beer guy at this point that I just... you! Like, you know, it's, it's cliche, but vloggers like, like, yeah. I <laughs> know, yeah. yeah, uh, I agree with Ryan a little bit. I, that's one of the reasons when I met him and we, like, we fell in love, per se. But uh, huh. it was, we both love <laughs> Schwartz beers a lot. That's like, well, whenever we see a Schwartz beer, we always look at each other and geek out a little bit. because You don't see them as often anymore, but they're come from the back. West Coast IPAs, I like that hop. Huh, I like a little bit of ADB. Um, I'm glad West Coast ideas are coming back as well because I do love like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale to just it. a traditional West Coast sort of delicious. paces uh, are great, but they're pretty heavy and sweet most of the time, so for me, I can only have one, and it's hard to drink them all day versus like a dry West Coast or a Pale Ale, uh, but lagers are definitely brewer's favorite beer most of the time is you do drink a couple, especially at a festival or something that I have to drink. If I am drinking and I'm having beers all day, I'm got to drink something lighter for sure. Uh, but Desert Island beer, probably Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, I would uh, say. Just because it's easy, it has a little bite, but I could drink it a long time. Uh, but yeah, what's your Desert Island beer?
2: Gotta, to me, it's got to be something that, like, if I go out to a dive bar, and it's got to be something that I can rely on that's always there. I don't have like, because I don't want to like, I don't want to drink a beer that I don't like. And like, yeah, okay, this is fine because beer to me, if I'm gonna put it in my body, I want to enjoy it. So like, if there's a if there's a staple beer that's out at a lot of just run-of-the-mill establishments. Not, you know, nothing that, nothing crafty, nothing artisan. Just a run-of-the-mill. Someone's put up a bar and threw in some taps. The one I kind of, if I don't see anything else I want, the one I kind of gravitate towards is Mango Cart.
7: Mango
2: Cart. Golden Road. Yeah. We're
4: talking like last uh, beers. No, no.
7: no. <laughs> is <there island> here? <laughs> this is
3: your desert island and you're on yeah. island you only have this beer to drink. <laughs>
4: Old Uh I mean, to be honest with you, PBR, a lot of highlights. Yingling, I'm making Chase's skinny. <laughs> actually, Peredo, delicious. Actually, I just picked up a, a six-pack of highlights this weekend. I knew I was coming out here. I didn't want to have anything heavy for two days before the end. So, plus, uh, you know, there was a wrestling event last night. was a big race. I'm not gonna drink a bunch of triple IPAs and fear here till the stops and I will stay up and watch the because it'll put me to sleep. So yeah, uh, definitely, definitely something like that. Oh, I've already touched a that of super stuff.
3: It might be a little. uh... It's big, it's an 8%, it's got some body to it for right. Dusty Valley, yeah, but I I just can't turn it away,
2: it's my favorite. Um, before we get on to our next kind of staple question of the show, being that to get Replay Beer, you more or less have to come here to the tap room. You don't see the brand a lot in distro. So, you know, typically when you ask someone what's the most stressful beer to brew, it's something that people see readily available in the stores that they know what it's going to taste like they don't want. If they if they pick up a six-pack and they drink one and it tastes different, they're like, "Whoa, what is this?" Because they know what it tastes like. So, being that that's not necessarily a an attribute to replay beer, what's the most stressful beer to brew out of replay? Um
3: well, in, like you said, uh, I will agree, uh, consistency is key, and uh, getting our so pretty much we just unveiled like a couple flagship beers, and we're going to keep trying to keep those on. Those are slightly stressful to brew, I'll say, is just because our tanks are you know they're always full, and we need to have seasonal. We have seventeen taps, so we need to keep those full with bunch bunch of, but uh, also. We got to make sure those are full, so it's kind of managing those, and we only have so much space here, so that's what makes it a little really harder for me. Um, just brewing a beer alone, uh, Hazy IPAs are probably my you know, most annoying beer to brew in a way, uh, just because there's so much oats and wheat in them, and uh, they clog up the mash, and then you know you have a 12-hour day. Um, the dry hopping adds on. You know five days plus to the schedule of it being released so every time we dry hop it if we do two three dry hops you know that's like that beer's not gonna be ready for a month and uh you know it's kind of like sometimes you're trying to rush it but you don't want to rush it because you're gonna lose flavors so you're like okay we just gotta wait but um the hazies definitely are slightly annoying like just making classic west coasters a lot easier because they're you know, you know what to expect to clean. Hazy's can also pull out of suspension over time. So, you know, there's nothing more worse than having a hazy on tap that's clear. You know what I mean? So uh, that's, you know, but ours are always pretty, I've always, I have a way that I do it that keeps it consistently hazy, but it is a stressful thing for someone to brew a hazy and just be like, shit, it's clearing up now. What do we do? We got to change the name now or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's definitely my least favorite thing to brew. What's, uh, Ryan, what do you think will... The so, thing on uh, tabs that you see, usually you when you're—it's you're, the hardest to push, I guess. Styles. Yeah. Uh, that's tough to say because like, every area is different. I've worked in a lot of places, in different areas. Um, it's like the these styles that don't that don't um, sit long. Like right now, we have um, a beer on. I'm not going to name it. It's actually an incredible beer I have tonight. It's all tap at home. I love drinking. Um, it's a muted pale ale and it, it kind of falls in this like you know, in between like poppy beer drinkers don't want something that's food and fruity beer drinkers don't want something that's I think, I think kind of um, worth, you know, it kind of falls in this middle ground. It kind of falls in this middle ground where it doesn't move very quick just because it's like uh, like in between two different like roots in all the crap beer spectrum. Um, again, it's a really well made beer. It's an excellent beer, but it's, it's not like we can uh, push it as much as we want. Is, we can sell uh, your 20 ounce of for $5 a pop, and we still sell them get it. I, I don't know why. Again, I think it's an, I, I genuinely think it's an excellent beer. Uh, it, just, it just doesn't do anything. I think it's kind of in-between beers, is probably the toughest beer. I would say um, the Hastings are going to sell yeah. And West Coast at this point for yeah. coming back and working on something else. And I would say styles that people don't recognize from craft fish, You know, if you, you, know, you try the, like grouch beer, it's like shrug beer, people in craft beer community yeah. normally know. A lot of don't know what that is and they and they won't even try it because they don't know what it is. I mean, I mean, personally, sometimes I go to like a cocktail place and I'll see like a certain cocktail with some kind of more like, liquor in it, and I don't recognize it. like I don't want to sell like my idiot, so I'm just not <laughs> in nose. <there. laughs> I think that might be part of it. They just don't want to sound you know, dumb. Or I don't know. Just there's like random niche styles that are all tough to close to business People like what they like, and they know what they know, and they want really to get what they, what they know. So I'd say that. Yeah. Fair enough.
2: On the Upstate Beer Boys podcast, we're always big on supporting local, and of course, as the theme of the show goes, drinking local. So... What is Replay's community footprint in this greater upper, upper Palmetto region, Fort Mill, Rock Hill, Indian land, Tega Key, whatever the case may be. And then, of course, branching out to broader areas, whether that be the greater South Carolina as a whole, Midlands, upstate, low country, and, of course, Charlotte um, across the border. So what is Replay's community footprint as far as giving back to the people that come into your establishment who support you?
3: One uh, thing we did um, like six months ago, um, one of our bartenders' daughters has bowel syndrome, and we did a whole
7: month where every, every
3: slushy that we sold was a dollar for it. It was awesome. It came in at the end of the month, we had a whole event for them, and it was like, I don't know. It's like, it's hard, hard, hard for it's, like it's, like, it's like like, uh, I'm getting children not talking about it because it literally is like, you know, it's not like, just like, it makes you think about yourself, make you think about it makes you in general. Okay. Uh, this month we started to pay board forward, so anyone can buy uh, a beer for someone else. So this month because it was Valentine's Day, it's all in shape of parts. Uh, and next month will be Shamrocks, so the month after that will be next Easter, and so on and so forth. And if you up the I might have to. Uh, might have a bit that um, that, that's kind of cool. Free beer! I can be an Eagles fan today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh my first charity to get back to is just humoring Ryan as an Eagles fan because I'm a Chiefs fan and really <laughs> trying to not it in his face for that victory at the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh you know, the other charities, again, Inspring's Greenway is right down the road and we love doing events there. Uh, we to donate kegs. Uh, again, just for anything that gets back to him, again, that is an awesome area if you ever get a chance to go there. brain uh, hiking. You Bring your dogs, there's a dog park, it's awesome. Um, other than that though. You know, we kind of have our hands in a lot of things. Pink Moons is a huge organization that we're involved in, which is uh, pretty much giving scholarships to women and families to come into the brewing industry because male-dominated, white-male-dominated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, it's like some of those people don't know that they have the actual ability to do that. So it's like, you know, women, we have like a whole women staff, huge staff, women-owned. So it's kind of a, a huge thing to us. So we're doing that this week. Collaboration with them. We've um, done a couple charitable organizations have handled takeovers you. and stuff as I well. Hear you. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely uh, a big part of our uh,
2: organization. I would say. Yeah. No. Um, no. But yeah. For okay. Sure. So. Um, now, of course, craft beer tends to be a regional thing. How does that? community, now that's a lot of community things outside of beer, beer adjacent items, which are awesome. What's the identity here in this region as well, too, because there's a lot of craft up here in Fort Mill and Rock Hill. And I live down by Columbia, and there's breweries down there that are big names that people can pick up in any grocery store, but quantity-wise, there's not as much. And quantity-wise, I think there's more names up here. So What's the what's the beer culture like in this particular area of the state? Obviously, not trying not to account too much for the effect felt from Charlotte, since you're so close.
3: Um, I will say one thing. Uh... This area is pretty hard because, uh, again, if you open a brewery up and make bad beer, it's very noticeable because I think the strength of the breweries are very high. We all have our own kind of niche in a way, but again, if you open up a bad brewery and make bad beer, get people are to know and not go there nowadays there's so much little big crap here around. That if you don't like it, you're not gonna come back. It really only takes a time in visiting business to know if you like it or not, so that's the really hard part nowadays, but again, the hard part is making great beer, but again, when you're surrounded by great beer, you gotta excel to that level as well. You gotta make sure that you make a quality product. Uh, people nowadays don't wanna spend their money on things they don't like, so again, you just gotta make sure you have something. Um, I will say, and Brian can say this too, we have a lot of people that travel from other areas to our brewery. And even people that, when we go to Columbia and do a beer fest or whatever, you know, they're like, oh my God, like I need to get up there. Um, and then we do have people travel up from here, from Columbia and other parts of the area that they're like, we heard of one of the mountain, but we needed to come here. And you get beef from the Charlotte suburb, it's harder you know, to get those people to just to, to us versus just staying in Charlotte, because it's apparently like an hour away, but it's not, it's like 20 minutes. So, uh, but it's funny. It's, we have like a, I'd say like ten percent of our sales to maybe fifteen percent of people that just are literally out of staters or something that come in and have heard of our brewery and wanted to make the drive here versus other breweries in Charlotte, which is really impressive, honestly. And like, I think mean, that calls to like our vibe and our, you know, pinball machines and games and just things we like do. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna to touch on one thing that, Love said for sure. A lot of people don't realize, and I can include myself in this because I live in Charlotte and I live in Charlotte since I four years ago, that four bill is not that far away. I spend more time, it took me longer to get to note from where I live than it would take me to get to four mil. <laughs> Which is like I never thought about that. I, just, I honestly I'm, as a guy in this situation, I never really came back here until I went to. And now I realize all like, these great beers great beer seat down here. And it's not far away. We are directly off the 77. That's that's part of the reason why we get so many people traveling. If people are coming up 77, they're probably like, where no, do you want to stop for lunch? Oh, there's a brewery a minute off the highway. So I'll get up the highway and stop by here. It's, just, it's just awesome. I mean, I, I love that. But um, then outside of like, having great beer, like we touched on, I would say, like, service is important. I mean, we are a brewery, but we are still in the service industry, at least in our um, One of the best ways have ever heard it described to me, and I this is this I myself right now, is or a restaurant or a distillery or anything that's customer-facing, right? It's almost like going on a mini-vacation because people like us, I'm assuming probably all of us, we probably go out a lot. Because we don't see it that way because we're used to doing it. A lot of people go out once a week, maybe once every two weeks, and then, like they're trying to have an experience and if you ever went on vacation, you spent a week somewhere, and you had a terrible time, would you ever go back there? No. Yeah,
2: probably not. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> when they come in here, or anywhere else, you have to think, like, this is like a nice like two to three hour vacation, you're ready to get, they have a terrible time, they're not gonna Yeah, it's like, like a day. blind date. <laughs> remember, like, you know? yeah, 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 it's yeah. like a blind date. And like, if that first impression is so important, because they going to a great first impression the second they come in, the second time they come in, it might not be as, as exciting as it was the first time, but they're always gonna remember that <laughs> Um, I know I do. Right. <laughs> yeah, I we all do. <laughs> um, but yeah, that mini vacation thing was one of the coolest things I've ever heard coming to a restaurant or I was described. That's really what it is. So coming to experience, and we want to give them the best experience through great service, great beer. I think that the environment speaks for itself. with all the way and the candy and all that. Like, um, and it brings people back in. And I- I worked at other breweries, and there were barely any regular Great breweries, great beer and all that, but I feel like the service may have been lacking or, or the environment wasn't that great. We have so many regulars, here. We have so many people that come back and come all the time because they love the environment. They love the service and they love the beer. And those are all so important. Cool. And it probably started when the first time like, they came here, they had a great service, great beer. They put some pinball, and they had a great time. And that's why I
2: want to come back the time. Before we move on to another one of our staple questions, I just want to give us an appreciation shout out because one of the times I came up here late last year, um, Lee and JT walked out with some, some some beer just to pass off to me, and it was a gift from one of the breweries that you mentioned before that you did a collaboration with.
3: A souring, right? uh,
2: yep, exactly. It was a couple beers of the Princess Peach Street Fighter. Uh, collaboration with Alverium plus uh, uh, one of Alverium's Oktoberfest so I just want to give a shout out that brings in of course the, uh, the, the the nerdum references and all the beers with Bridges Peach and Street Fighter that ropes in the uh, community aspect and networking aspect I come in here I'm just a random internet person I'm like here have a couple beers but, yeah. so I just want to say thank you for that before we course, yeah. move on to our next topic yeah. you'll be after that
3: yeah, again, you know, it's really important. I you know, anyone just—I try to make conversation with anyone at the bar. So it's right. I mean, our whole staff does, but you know, if you have anything that you love and you love craft beer, we can. We're going to start hanging out, we're going to talk to you passionately, but we'll show you the brew house if you want, if any anytime you see one of us around here, we will take you by. Know, it's not a big deal to us, um, it's fun just to interact, again, a lot of breweries don't have that interaction from the back of house to front of the house, but I think it's important to front face, and again, if someone wants to see the tanks, let's show them the tanks, you know, we gonna make your day, and that's important for me too, because you might come back and happily like say hi to me again, or anywhere where you're out, tell your friends, again, yeah, kind of touching on that, I think, I mean, what I teach my staff is really important to me is you need to humanize yourself and you need to humanize people. Because at the end of the day, you're a person and they're people. here to have a good time. And if, they, if you're a, a robot that works here, they might not have a certain time to humanize yourself. You make mistakes. You can be kind of silly. Be yourself. That's cool. Wait, I mean, I'm, 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 a expert. But I like, like, I let myself behind a bar be my silly self. Yeah. I love that. And that, and that creates a relationship and an experience for people. And I don't know. I, I just love it. I think it's really cool to humanize people. They're people. Sometimes they don't know what they want. You gotta help you guide them. And, and humanize yourself are It's okay to, like, if you don't know, be like, I don't know. Go we'll find out for somebody else. And, like, love it. I love it. He comes out and talks to people. And, you know, I don't know. How many other brewers come out with the bars and challenge all the time? Exactly. Not, not a lot. <laughs> like, you know, there's a cliche brewer who's super, he's a very spirit to beer and he goes home.
5: Uh, and that's the way a lot of breweries are. That's the way a lot of breweries are. That Where we live, they're, they're introverts, and that's cool. You know, They don't get a lot of exposure. They don't want a lot of exposure. They want to make great beer, and they want to be left alone.
3: And I think that goes back to kind of like our networking thing. We network really well because we, we humanize ourselves. We communicate really well. Again, we're not just like, we're not just some robots making it for beer. We're people that are doing it. Where people talking to other people or not? You know. If I want to do that, I'm going to go to a place that a self pouring place, where I pour my own beer and not talk. No
5: wonder <laughs> because they want to interact with something. Yep. They
3: want to talk about the product, and that's that's
5: really important. So we've come to the time of our show where we talk about to the breweries, to the owners, managers, whoever wants to talk to us about the beer that we drink, and you can. Once we talk about the beer we had, you can talk about what the name, however, whatever you want to talk about, uh, what it took to brewery, brew it, if it was a little bit harder than a normal beer, and so on from that. So, you, meet Wayne. So, you'll have to help me a little bit. I had the uh, Chex beer you laughing at me. Ha, 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 Wayne. <laughs> so I told you I needed a light beer because we had such a long drive back. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And it's uh, Pilsner, right? Can Pilsner? Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, so there's, there's four Noble hops. It's like the, the OG hops, I would say. There's three that are German. and one that's Czech. Czech is the Sa So when I check those you can use primarily. Um sauce tends to be like the most mild out of all the noble hops, so it's Czech are typically a little more easy easygoing, a little <laughs> easier. Oh, right? So right? later mean, I was like, whoa, well, well, I haven't tried gotta it. go. It's, it's an easy to drink beer and it's you know, four point something percent. I don't know. I mean it, it, I feel like a check belter is relatively simple. I mean it's a lager. Logan can definitely speaks on it more than I can, but I think you know those sauce sauce are just my favorite continental or European hop. Um, it's just it's an easy, very useful hop. Uh, it's got it's got a good flavor, but it's not over the top. It Hoppy like an American IPA or something. Like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. This beer was intended to make something very light, very easy, very refreshing. Some of that you could have five of, it, and not notice you're getting buzzed up as much. You know, that you can play pinball and forget that you even are drinking it. You know, it's just disappearing slowly. You know? But sauce hops are definitely a floating really back way to, again, a of uses of so, I mean, any kind of, light lager you have you most likely use some form of sauce like or German noble hop. So, uh, that's kind of a core kind of thing we get when we make this. But this beer's really fun to make, honestly. It's, uh, again, making a lager for me is, like, your a day, you know, it's just one day. You know, it's a fast day, and lagers don't long days they don't stick up they're very quick and it's very light alcohol very fresh it just takes a lot of but and it's
2: just more like waiting you know for Christmas you know you kind of drink and I just <laughs> so I had a few I had um a small bad series which you released the night before we're sitting down mm-hmm. with you um and that was wrapped snitches with um all that I, I don't want to misquote that um organization you did you did that with so i'll let you speak on that but there was that one which i found is very hoppy very piney but it was soft it was on the softer side it wasn't super strong wasn't super bitter it it wasn't like one sip and i don't want to drink this anymore very good uh and then after that i had your dial-up dunkle which the three of us have a little bit of hands-on experience with dunkles recently based on our, our collaboration brew and that was very traditional for the style Malty, a little bit of sweetness, but definitely more on the malty side. Uh, And then I closed it out with something I had at the Queen City Beer Festival, Brewer's Festival, rather. Uh, That was the Strawberry Cheesecake Slushers, and that just tastes just like a strawberry cheesecake, and that's just amazing. Cherry cheesecake. Cherry cheesecake, I'm sorry, not strawberry.
6: (laughs) yeah so the final night beer that one I got to do a small batch up here uh, because I also host a monthly vinyl night um, on the third Thursday of every month and I wanted something that was vinyl related music related um, I you know I listened to a little bit of everything but I'm a big MF doom fan as I know a lot of breweries are as well so that's why we called it the rap Snitches. it's a lot it's one of his uh, songs off of the album and I wanted so MF I went specifically with mosaic and Falcon's flight so it fit but it also was a good blend of hops at the same time it worked out really well cause that Falcon's flight is a old like it's a plant I don't say old but it's a classic like blend of a lot of classic hops cascade Centennial Chinook uh, it's a seven Seas blend is what they call it so it's a blend don't of. do oh yeah. Um, so yeah, we blended it all together and put that together for a double IPA that turned out fantastic. Um, also because um, myself and then Ramble On Records, which is right here in Rock Hill, they come in and bring like four or five big crates of uh, records themselves. They'll sell them, they'll do buy, sell trades. They're also big hot pets as well. So I figured a double IPA would be a really good fit at the same time because I like it, I know they like it, and then I thought that
3: the music reference would be a perfect fit. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, yeah. And then you said you have the donkle, which again is a like classic style button junkles. Really darker malty or lagers are always fun because people usually don't even expect them as much versus just a light filter or, you know, light lager. Um, so that one's fun to showcase. So literally, you know, it has a little sweetness like you said, malty, but it has a little bit of that spicy hotness in the backbone, but it's just a beautiful cool beer. And then the cherry thing again is popping that beer sells really well for us. And at beer fest it's always the you know the prize pig we bell can have the out ball. there. You yeah. know yeah. the bell of the ball. So again this week at Sugar Creek they're doing a top three at competition where people's choice and we are there to announce it. And uh I think we got a pretty good shot to win that we'll be there we will have our beer there as well so we'll get a chance to go to that. But uh, people always love the cherry cheesecake. Uh, for sure.
7: Alright, so I'm my photo is looking at the door and
4: said, I want this style, I want that style because that looks good. But I come from <laughs> a different angle altogether. I look at the names of the and uh, good lord, I don't want to order the whole damn list. But I start off with the uh store Steve Austin Old IPA. Which I uh, mean uh, that is more, that is a super crushable beer, not hoppy at all. So, as I was ordering that, waiting for it to go, I'm like, well, uh, turning up my follow-up is, you know, I'm a little old these guys, but I'm still a big nerd. So, uh, I they, uh, I
1: IPA, uh,
4: a cold a of hop. Another IPA. A little bit hoppier.
7: Fantastic.
4: Hats off to you guys for your names and your creativity. One, I'd like to talk about uh, Store
3: Cold Steve Austin and uh, Cold uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Store Cold Steve Austin was made with my friend Cody and recovery company. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. So uh, we were obviously going to do a collab together, and he came up here and did it. But uh, one backstory is uh, we were best friends, but he did. Uh, he wrestled in high school, I wrestled in high school, we wrestled in uh, one just touching the wrestling. This is like real wrestling, not necessarily WWE wrestling, but That's obviously not in high <laughs> school but, uh, but then we went to Beerstown when we were at GBF last year, coming up with thoughts. And uh, they had wrestling there, like beer. They had a wrestling ring in the brewery, and they were just you know throwing people down on the ground. And and it, the classic cherry. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. The name just kind of came to us one day when we were in the back, and I mentioned it to him, and he loved it. It's hilarious. It's store cold because you store Roger's cold for a period of time. Uh, so that's kind of how it goes. Uh, and then uh, a cold day and hot. So that one is actually my assistant brewer, Jason, uh, big Star Wars nerd, uh, Again, yeah, loves it. But we were trying to think of something with cold or you know ice climbers didn't play well. We were kind of like, you know, we were, so the mountain, the mountain in Mario where you throw the penguins off and just obliterate them like you're sacrificing these fucking mountains so we, kind of, we thought of that one for a little bit but then i was like what's some star wars you know what's something we could do and use the cold hop and i was like that's it no so, like again star wars reference classic movie first movie that came out originally i mean they were on that planet so i mean i love it though uh, but yeah thinking of the, the names is really fun for us and it's, it allows our assistants to be more creative as well and more involved uh, I mean, they're helping every, if you wash cakes to add one hop to a beer you're brewing. You so, yeah, uh, everyone's involved, everyone, even the property that's pouring the beer, everyone helps make the beer great. So, I think mean, that's important for in us. So, I checked both those beers into
4: Untappd, so it'll be fun for them to uh, see the uh, reactions. I
2: as always, before we wrap up, we give our guests the final word as far as what anything they want to preach on further about their, the brand of their establishment or, or just in general. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Replay brand causes special to your hearts, whatever the case may be. What's your final words on the show? From the show.
3: I will say once again, four minutes is not that far from Charlotte. So if you're in Charlotte and you listening to this podcast, make it down here. We have an excellent beer. We're cool people, I think. All staff's really great. I'll, I'll let you get a free ball machine. Let's play with you. <laughs> <laughs> if you beat me,
5: I'll buy you a beer. Um, oh, a um, little competition? Oh
2: yeah. Staff tab on the staff tab. <laughs>
3: Uh, outside of that, it's just, I don't know, I, I feel like we have a very laid-back vibe, and it's, it's, it's a fun place to be like, wow. Beer's awesome. And I feel like we have a pretty educated staff as well. I mean, Logan's obviously very smart with you know, beer. I'm, I'm a certified sister, so like, and I, and I pick our staff here all the time. And I think beer knowledge is really useful. I mean, obviously, place have the bartender show we're talking about. You're going to have great beer. Right. You're going to have a great time. You're going to play games. I mean, this is a place for sure. You're definitely unique. Uh, the, the, the like I want replay to be the best mini vacation, like Ryan said earlier, as you can possibly have. So, again, I promise you, I'll be disappointed to come down here. You'll meet a ton of new staff, kind of new friends, I would call it. Again, if I'm around or Ryan's around, we will talk to you. we try to interact again. It's a great day drinking spot, I a mean, great night drinking spot, good date spot. I mean, it's just a... I can't really hear it at the that timing. Mean, it's really hard. you got to really go out of your Come down for speech. I mean loggers to eat hot years, hours and we got fewer stuff as well. So again you know, everything's for you, just you know, come am down, traffic controller, play and speak to you. Know, it's really, it's, you know.
2: I can't let you leave without stoking the flames on something you brought up before. What were those two weeks like between a very iconic uh moment of Americana as known as the Super Bowl? <laughs>
3: Uh, there was definitely some friendly banter, for sure. <laughs> I think both of us are pretty even field fans. I know us Eagles fans have a pretty harsh reputation. <laughs> I, I don't know if I put myself in that category. I definitely have my moments. Um, but honestly, both of us, I mean, I don't think there's any animosity awesome, between the Chiefs and the Eagles. I think a lot of us, like, we just both won a really good game. We were we watch a great game, and honestly, what well, we got was a great game. It's a three-point game where both teams scored at least 35 points. You can't out-report that so uh, I'm happy for Chiefs, I'm not for Andy I like for Home. I'm disappointed of course. Um, a little angry, but you know, that's that comes with this bit. we has got a bright future. I'm very excited. Uh there's two weeks for fun though. You know, there's a lot of a lot of banter and a lot of chatter We're getting ready for the big game. And it was it definitely paid off the very end of the uh, Yeah, it was definitely a. Uh, Obviously, the outcome for us was great, uh, but two weeks was fun. You know, we kind of played around, but we're very I'm a pretty relaxed man. I mean, I'm, I'm very intensely like I know everything and I love watching the Chiefs, but I'm not that guy that's going to be a huge asshole at either time. So that's a surprise for my Philly <laughs> man. Uh, he's like the most relaxed Philly man I've ever seen. So. so we watched the game together at Ryan's house actually with some Philly people as well, Philly fans and. Uh, Again, you know, that we were getting pumped up and obviously at times and uh, but, you know there was never like you suck, you know, if you grow like again the Kelsey's both our brothers named H team. Andy Reid coached for the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, so did uh, our other coach um named Dick coached for the Eagles and the Chiefs. They have a lot of connections, so uh, you know it was we just, again, we went in, and even if we lost, I was just like, man, I want a good game. I don't want that 7 to 3 goal back, You know, yeah. <laughs> I want some high scoring action, and they, man, they gave it to us. Yeah. It came to the wire at the end. Again, you can't ask for a better Super Bowl than that. So, again, even though it went more our way, um, again, it's uh, it could have gone either way. That was a very close game. So, I mean, again, the Chiefs just came out on top. but You play that game, 10 out of
2: 10 times, it can be five and five each, you know, and you never know, like, yeah, yeah, it was a fun game to watch. One more shout out to Hoppy Haze, I appreciate Ryan's ability to shotgun a beer. Idiot. Should
3: we go
2: shotgun a beer at the podcast? I'm down, I didn't bring my Kraken, but I'm down. Alright. <laughs> I do want to say thank
3: you you guys for coming out. It's great talking about beer with you guys talk about the industry and the, you know
2: what we're about and, uh, you, know, you guys are to at time of basis, right? Right. awesome definitely take you over that offer thank you very much to Ryan and Logan of Replay Brewing Company for their hospitality and sitting down with us talking up something that brings us all together and that of course is beer. We want to give a big thank you as always to our sponsors Promotion Graphics and Upstate Realty. For their collaboration on our on site banner, which was here today, as is always there on our on site interviews. Big shout out to John Sharkey of the Greenville Craft Beer Festival from Floor Field every year in November from Greenville. We always love to come out there and meet the folks that serve up all the special beer for the region. And of course, we can't be complete without thanking. The man, the myth, the legend, Eddie Winningham of the Clock Tower, Taproom, and Billiards in Simpsonville, the home away from home, official home of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Bogan, Ryan, Andrew, of course, Lee and JT, all the folks here at Replay Brewing Company, thank you for having us. And Wayne, I hear a familiar tone. And we like beer.
1: Boy, let's make it clear. We're just boys. We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondels, IPAs, Cider styles In the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. We like beer. beer, boys.
0: This is Eddie Whittingham with Clocktower Taproom and Billiards, and you've been listening to the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. Eddie Whittingham from Clock Tower Tap Room, You're listening to Things I Should Have Known on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast.
1: Don't bet to watch the your granddaddy gave you On aces and eights and some old riverboat Always watch out for a red-headed woman Oh, government man, when he's thirsty for roads Whoa, things that I should have known